Well, baked potato is pretty trash too. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy, and I'm Matt. And this is a podcast where once again I give Matt a choice. Oh, tell me about it. It's pretty much the same choice as last time. Do you want to have a nice episode where we talk about a, a nice thing, or do you no, want to fight I don't. with me a I lot? I want to kick and I want to kick and scream. All right, good. You're, you're feeling feisty tonight. Yeah, for sure. Excellent, because Matt, we have. We got some, we got to clear the air. We got, we got Uh-oh. something to discuss between us. Uh oh. It's come up a couple times now that I don't think you're not even aware of what this is. But uh, <laughs> did I did I offend you greatly and I didn't even realize? No, it? I'm not offended. We just gotta we just gotta talk some things out, Matt. Tonight's episode's about tater tots. Oh, I do actually like tater tots a lot, and you probably don't. You then. love tater tots. <laughs> I do. I think they're great. Tell me about your love of tater tots. Um, and this is not a trap. I yeah, just want to yeah. hear about your love of tots. I mean. It is a trap. You're not going to be like, and I agree, they're great. It's a trap. So tater tots are the best of the fried potato preparations, I think. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I lied. It is a trap, but keep going. Okay. I don't know if that's actually true or not. I feel like uh, there's probably some fancy. It's like the best cheap fried preparation of, of potatoes. What are you comparing uh, it to? Where do the, what like are your a French other- fry... Like I think I think you can compare it to like every variation of French fry, a thing that would come on the side of your burger. I think tater tots is the nicest treat you can get. If I'm at a restaurant and they offer like, you know, steak fries, shoestring fries, curly fries, waffle fries, tater tots, onion rings. Uh, onion rings aren't potato, but you know what I mean. I'm going with tater tots because they remind me of childhood and they taste great. So what else do you want? I'm I'm glad this is your position because I was a little afraid you were going to be like. Oh yeah, I like tater tots, but also I recognize they're not as good as French fries. I just tater tots are easier, or they're more available, or whatever. But you're saying they're no, they're way less available. It's much harder to get a good. If if you want to find a good tater tot, you're gonna have to go to certain restaurants, not just like your regular old French fry where you can go everywhere and get one. Sure, actually, I, I didn't know. I don't know where your primary consumption of tots happens. I didn't know if you were gonna be like. I buy these freezer bag tater tots, and they're the best thing to make in the oven, no, no, and no, freezer no. bag you french fries are no good, but freezer no, fried no, no, tater no. tots are get, good. You can't get those tater tots that are just, like, frozen in the middle and kind of stale, and that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the real deal, Andy. And the real deal is, who, who has the best tots in town? Where, where, where is your go-to spot for tots? Mm, there's a place called Race Street around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make some great tots. I like those tots. Um trying to think of any i think that's the only thing i can think of in my neighborhood sure Uh, i I feel like it's more here's what actually happens i will be at a restaurant not even thinking about it and then i see the opportunity for tots as a side and i get very excited and i order that it is definitely less common than the other fried potato things you mentioned yep uh now these may be slightly different where do you put tots uh relative to let's say potato chips or hash browns uh potato chips would be pretty low Hash browns are almost the same because it's kind of just like a flat tater tot. So it's pretty, it's it's almost equal. Yeah, you're right. Hash brown, basically a big flat tater tot. Mm-hmm. Can you describe what it is, if you've ever thought about this or if you think you can, what it is you prefer about tater tots to, let's say, a French fry? Uh, you're always going to get like the very, very crispy outside and the very, very tender inside where I feel like there's like a range of things with a French fry. Uh, and it's always like the same same shape, right? So you get that consistency. I feel like, you know, you could have like your steak fry where everything is soft and mushy and not that great. Uh, you can get your shoestring fry where it's all crispy. There's not there's not a ton of, of uh, great cheap potato preparations that have the crunch and the soft all together. 
in the consistent way where you just keep you keep chomping on them and they are as expected. So you're just saying there's less variation in tots, in your opinion, than in French fries, curly fries, waffle fries, whatever. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like with French fries, who knows? Maybe you'll get an onion ring in there. Hard to say. Well, that would be a different situation. Uh, but you know, but I mean, I think you can get like with French fries, you're going to get the little crispy burnt one. You're you do get, get the, the little nubbins. One. You get the you get the edge piece that got a little over fried because it was thinner than the other ones when it was. But in to be fryer. clear, I'm saying it's it's a combination of things. It's both that tater tots are the consistency, but also they get both the the crunch and the tenderness that you don't get with all preparations so are you saying you've never had bad tater tots i mean you described them all as being crispy on the outside and soft and tender in the middle I've oh had, i've had bad tater tots I've had plenty for sure of tater tots like if you have some like all soggy no crispy at all and have you ever had overcooked tater tots i'm not sure no i've, had I've definitely had i've had those that taste stale i've had some that are um just mushy and you didn't cook them all the way like you can definitely do it bad it's very easy to make a bad tater tot i'm not saying that it's consistent in the sense that if you're a bad cook you'll always come out with a tater tot i'm not saying it's like toast or something uh, i'm saying if you, you do just it like the way it's supposed to be same. done uh mm, well that's kind of it's it's a little contradictory because i'm saying i like that there's the crispy and the tender it's not all the same but uh every time you go for a new tater tot you're gonna get what you expect right at a given meal all the tater tots yeah. are basically fungible. It's like, you know how if you're eating a salad and you have to basically make like little tiny salads on the fork and every bite in order to get, you know, the full taste of the salad? Mm-hmm. That's built in with the tater tot. This is interesting. So maybe we're getting at like a, a something fundamental and like primal. It's different about the way you and I like to eat food. You're going for a meal where every bite is pretty consistent and you've got like some of everything going for you yeah like if you had thanksgiving dinner don't you always take your turkey and your gravy and your cranberry and try to make a nice bite out of those combined it's not like you're eating your turkey then you're eating your cranberry and then you're eating your gravy it depends on the food item are you eating your turkey and then drinking your gravy andy mm, is that glug, glug. Maybe a difference between you and i glug glug some gravy that's me uh-huh. baby uh-huh. uh no it depends on the food item I, I mean a sauce i'll obviously have on a thing that it's meant to sauce but mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, I feel like I appreciate tasting the individual components, and that is maybe a slightly different thing than the difference between, say, a batch of French fries and tater tots. I'd prefer a batch of French fries because the irregularity means that you get even more variation, right? Maybe you want a little crispy one to to break up the the monotony of the sort of consistent potato you've been having. Maybe you want a big long one, or you know, mm, a thick I find boy. usually those are not that great though. Like if you get a big, like if you get a big fat one, it's just going to be mushy. If you get a little crispy one, it maybe doesn't really taste like anything. It's just like biting a fried nothing. Um, I feel like that that variation normally isn't that great. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Matt, obviously I disagree, and I'm going to try and make the argument that ha- tater tots are perhaps the least of the fried potato foodstuffs. Uh, okay. I, I have a couple things to discuss. So first of all, I think let's be clear. I think we need to put it in the category of like relatively cheap fried potato things. Like I feel I mean, like you wh- could what's make a, a really very expensive, expensive fried potato thing. I, I don't even know what that is. I don't know. I feel like there's probably like a, a French preparation that is much much harder and much more expensive that I'm not thinking of. Uh, I mean, a croquette po- maybe. Potatoes are are not expensive ingredients, so I don't think you're going to find it too terribly. No, no. I mean, like maybe the maybe like longer prep time or something. I don't know. My point is, let's be clear. We're talking about a thing you can pretty much you can get in in like a, in a restaurant next to your burger. That's that's the category. Yeah, I mean the fanciest kind of uh, preparation of potatoes that I'm familiar with is this like 
thing where you very thinly slice the potato and you like reconstitute it into a big stack with like butter between all the layers and then you cut it into uh, little cubes and then you mm-hmm. fry the cubes. I think okay. it's called potato pave, pretty sure okay. is what it's called. Uh, okay. But yeah, we can leave that out if you want. Other than that, like I think all methods of fried potatoes are, you know, I think I think they're pretty comparable. I mean, even pave is yeah, sure. not my favorite type of fried potato. Pave is basically like you want a French fry to look nice enough to put on a plate at a very fancy restaurant. That's all you're going for there. You're, it's not any really any better than a French fry. Sure. So uh, so yeah, here are my here are my arguments. First of all, the invention of tater tots they were basically invented to use up the scraps of extra potato that were left over when they cut the good stuff off of it. Which yeah sure. Which we we've talked about how I am. All for pink slime. I think mystery meat is a miracle of modern industry. I think it's You're great. down with a hot dog. You'll use a hot dog. I'm I bet down you have with a hot, hot dog, dog in your fridge. At, not right now. If I did, I would eat it. I love them. They're so good to eat. Uh, I'm down with all those things. I think they're great. I'm not a snob about you know using yeah, the sure. off kinds of food. And I think it's great that we figured out a way to make... Once upon a time, lobster was peasant food. Right, sure. Uh, I'm glad we figured out a way to make those pieces of potato palatable. And to be clear, I'm going to talk about tater tots as being the least of all the fried potato dishes but that still puts it at like a i don't know a seven out of ten in all food <laughs> fried potatoes okay. is really good i mean <laughs> yeah, sure potatoes are great don't get me wrong you invite me over for tots i'm coming over i'm bringing some dippings and we're gonna have some tots together i love me some tater tots but okay, cool not as good as french fries and one of the reasons is because it's mm. it's this like invented dish to try and make this like the bad parts of the potato that aren't as tasty like edible and like reconstitute them into something that is actually good because all the good parts were already used on french fries but that's just like a that's like a definition of good parts because french fries existed like why is that does that make uh, a chicken wing a bad thing like why is that why does that make it inherently worse it's just i mean it's so it's it's just based on what we value at the time if you value a certain part of the potato versus another part no i understand what you're saying part of a chicken versus another part i'm saying this is a I'm saying by nature, its reconstitution robs it of some of its potato-ness. Uh, <laughs> okay. You, you, you don't get the potato texture. It's, it's the same reason, like like I said, I love a hot dog, uh, ground beef, A+, but it's the difference between a, a ribeye steak and a hamburger. Like, one of them, you've made, you know, brisket or, uh, or mm-hmm. chuck or some other, like, less I- ideal part of the meat edible wait, by have... modifying it somehow. Okay, but I'm actually, wait, I'm going to throw something in the mix here. Uh, you're, I'm going to ask you to rank mashed potatoes in here because I want to know oh. about robbing oh. robbing something of its potato ness. Uh, how do you feel about those mashed potatoes? If you're if you're having to rank them from French fry to potato tot to uh, mashed potatoes, if we're going to put mashed potatoes in the conversation, that's just real far down for me. I do not like mashed potatoes as a dish. I think it's okay. uninspired and basically like. <laughs> The only way people make mashed potatoes tasty is they put bacon and chives and sour cream and like a bunch of shit in it because mashed potatoes on the, on their own. It's it's a terrible texture for a potato. You shouldn't you shouldn't mash it. Don't do that. Potatoes okay. potatoes don't want to be mashed in my opinion. Um which honestly like mashed potatoes is also a way to like you reuse oddly shaped and sized potatoes and maybe ones you had to cut a bunch of like, you know, rancid parts off of like I I understand that functionally. But if you got a perfectly nice potatoes, I think it'd be a crime to mash them. Okay. I. Uh, How do you feel? Well, do I you understand. Agree? No, I I understand the idea of like one's pure potato ness, but like I'd rather have mashed potatoes than a baked potato. You know, I think a baked potato. Well, baked potato is pretty, pretty trash to, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, but baked potato is pretty close to pure potato. Like you just baked it. What else are you gonna? 
if your if your argument is about like how potato something is, uh, go eat a baked potato. I'm gonna have my tater tots, and my mashed potatoes. Well, but that, that that's the that's the miracle of cooking, though, right? You take the essence of something, and you can either do something to amplify the essence of that something, or you can do mm-hmm. something to hide it and rob it of something and try and make it into something new. Uh, and you know, in the same way that like, well, if you like steak so much, why don't you just eat a big raw ribeye? Like, yeah, I mean, that's I guess the the most steak oh, I like, could eat. Here's the difference. And I'm I love steak tartare. I'm allowing you to cook the potato. I'm allowing you to cook the steak. I'm giving you that much, Andy. Well, right. But I'm just saying that like a, a baked potato is a crappy way to cook a potato. That doesn't mean that it's just because it the least has been done to it or like relatively least has been done to it doesn't make it inherently the most potatoy because the potatoness can come from the the preparation that somehow amplifies those natural attributes. Then do you think maybe we should take this away as like a as like one of the categories for good potato dish? Because I feel like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth now. You're saying, hey, this this one potato is like not enough potato. This other potato is very much potato, just not the way I like it. Both are bad. Which uh, I'm not sure if this column even matters. Well, I, if if you had a, a spectrum, right, of mm-hmm. like steamed boiled potato to baked potato to French fry and all the other like curly fry, waffle fry, you know, variants of French fry to like tater tots and hash browns on that spectrum. I'm saying there's a sweet spot and the sweet spot is you got to like take the potato and prepare it. So there's still some potato there and you've surrounded Mm -hmm. it in complementary production and preparation techniques. Yeah. In the same way that like, basically like I think tater tots taste not basically not like potatoes that much. I think tater tots pretty much taste like fryness, which, yeah. uh, which I'll be honest, is a very good part of a French fry. Like the fryness is very essential to what makes these fried potato dishes great. It's like half of the equation. I think it's gone too far in that direction because we don't have the actual like potatoy texture. All you get is these like kind of like airy kind of granules of potato mush floating around in there. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, I get it. So you're saying like. Pure potato on the right side, maybe mashed potato on the left side. Uh, I'm a little bit, I'm a little more left than you are. You're pretty far right in terms of potato. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think the ideal, the ideal preparation of a potato is some kind of roasting or frying that you get that crispy outside and the, I don't think mushy is a great word. You've been saying mushy a bunch. I would say like soft inside. Uh, I think I, I said ten, for tots. I think I said tender. I think I said uh, mushy when it was poorly prepared. Sure, 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 sure. Anyway, that mm-hmm. soft inside and that nice crispy outside where you've gotten some caramelization of the outside of the potato. That to me is the ideal preparation. You can honestly, I very rarely. I have made actual French fries in my house with like you know deep frying things. Uh, I almost never do that on a regular night because deep frying things is kind of a hassle. So mm-hmm. uh, you can honestly get to what very nearly approximates a french fry or somebody didn't watch you cook it would assume it was a like a french fry that was deep fried by roasting potatoes in a with a particular method which i won't talk yep. about now but i'm saying uh, it doesn't have to be necessarily fried it's just that the the cooking technique that is rendered the outside crispy and caramelized and the inside soft is okay. kind of the ideal production of a potato what we're talking about cooking methods that like yield the most the most of an essence of a particular ingredient uh, there is a restaurant called Blue Hill at Stone Barns, which if anyone out there has watched Chef's Table, uh, one of the episodes features the, the head chef at Blue Hill at Stone Barns. And one of their famous dishes uh, is just a carrot. And it's a carrot that they have grown on their, on their property. And then I believe they sous vide it, but like basically with no other ingredients. I think they basically sous vide it. And then at the end, they salt it slightly. 
Uh, but this carrot, by all reports, and I've never gotten to eat at Blue Hill Stone Barns because I'm not a fancy, crazy, rich person, uh, but I've known people that have been able to eat there. Uh, actually, Hillary's eaten there. Uh, but uh, every report I've ever heard of this carrot, either from people I know or from things I've read online, is that this carrot is just like the most perfect carrot dish you could ever possibly have. It is more carrot than you knew a carrot could be. Uh, and that comes by way of some means of preparation, right? So mm-hmm. uh, it's not that like a raw I mean, a raw carrot is like more carrot, I guess, by technical definition because you haven't interfered with it at all it's literally just the carrot that came out of the ground but this particular means of preparation and the particular way they grow it when they decide how to pick it they have taken what we know about a carrot and amplified it and made it great and that's what i think the cooking process of a well roasted or well fried potato does and to me hash browns just takes that or hash browns and tater tots just takes that and like shreds it up literally and figuratively speaking into like a fine grated material and then you, you lose a lot of that. I think you lose a lot of that when you end up doing that, and it's less potato-y, and it's less enjoyable for that reason. But I'll, I will concede that is somewhat subjective. Uh, right. For sure. Because so. I'm certainly not, I'm certainly not uh, in my own head, ranking, ranking my potato side dishes on a scale of, of uh, least potato to most potato. I'm just saying, okay, here's, here's a bunch of potatoes that have been put in front of me. What preparation do I personally prefer the most? And it happens to be the taunt. Right. So let's get out of the area of subjectivity and things that, you know, we may have our different preferences. Let's talk about objective things that are wrong with tater tots. Okay. Here's the first thing, Matt. That form factor. What are these little, what are these little thumb tips, these little nubbins of tater tots? It's one of the worst form factors for finger food for a couple of reasons. Main reason, not actually that good for dipping. You've got very, you've got very little dipping area you have to like you know carefully pinch the tot in your fingertips and then you get to dip like i don't know three eighths of an inch a quarter of an inch of the tot into some sort of you sound like you're a sauce monster you are a sauce monster what you want is you want a thing that you can dip and you get good coverage but you don't want to have the entire thing covered in the sauce you want a little bit of sauce and you want a little bit of the remaining substrate you want to dip part of it and then you eat the whole thing it's better than a fry where you dip it and you bite it, and then you have remaining fry, and maybe you flip it around so you're not a double dipper. Who does that? You eat the, the whole French side. fry. What do you mean? You can't fit. If you have a big, long French fry, you're not taking a whole bite and putting the whole thing in your mouth. That's not what people do. A, uh, That's a what people should do. Is a, a tater tot is a bite, Andy. A fry is not a bite. A fry is two bites. A tater tot is one bite. You get one sauce dip, you eat it, and then you get a whole new thing to dip again and not be a monster who's dipping two times. Your average French fry might be two bites in the literal sense of like, you can't fit the entire French fry in your mouth and you have to bite it in half first. But it is yeah. absolutely one bite worth of food to be consumed. You just bite it in half and then you immediately put the second half right in your mouth while the first half is still in there and you chew it Jeez, up as one item. if only item. there were a more convenient way to shape this French fry so you didn't have to bite it in half and put the other half in your mouth immediately. Oh, wait, I came up with it. It's called a tater tot. Oh, no, not biting. Not not biting. That's just that's the thing I hate most about eating is the biting part. I would hate to have to, to chew or bite anything. Let's be clear. You have to chew the tater tot, but you get to put the whole thing in your mouth first, and then you chew, as opposed to don't uh, be acting like sort of, taking a second sort of bite of a French fry is somehow and a disadvantage. And then and then you have to uh, put it back in your mouth an incredible amount of speed to catch up with the sauce. This is too much, Andy. No, here, here, you're wrong about this. Multiple bites of a French fry is fine. It's a delight. And here's what here's here's the problem with the tater tot. So we're in agreement that you should have a good ratio of sauce to substrate 
Like, uh, I'm not one of these horrible people that puts uh, gets a bagel and then puts a 1,000 pounds of cream cheese on it. You still want to taste the bagel, right? We're on board with this idea. Right. And, I mean, to be okay. clear, like, all the delis do that just so you don't complain and come back for more cream cheese. It's easier for them to have you throw some cream cheese out than, to, than for them to give people less cream cheese and have a third of their customers come up and ask for more. Oh, uh, there are people who like it. There are people who like that much cream cheese. That's what I'm and, saying. Uh, and so they would go ask for more cream cheese if you didn't give them enough. And so they just opt for giving everybody mostly too much cream cheese so so you're scraping it off in your car and getting it on your yeah, too much no so absolutely not so we're in agreement you got to have the right ratio now here's yeah here's the here's the brilliant technology of a french fry or some other longer i mean really any kind of french fry it has this aspect to it and tater tot does not you get to choose how much you want to dip the thing in the substrate tater tot your your range of choice goes from 0.01 inches you just like touch the bottom of the tot ever so gently on the top of the sauce to i mean how far like a quarter of an inch generously how much tater tot can you fit in a dipping sauce before your fingertips are dangerously close to getting hit by that dipping sauce mm, i don't think i don't think this is right i think you're you're like one of these people who feels like they need to go to a restaurant and customize everything what uh, uh, a, a tot what is like talking about it's like amakaze right is that what you call it where you they they've chosen the exact right amount for you to dip in advance they've prepared this for you they know the right amount you don't need to go in a restaurant and be like Oh, I need to customize how much sauce goes on every given thing. Blah blah blah. There's a right amount of sauce. You don't get it to goes on to a tater tot. You don't get to invoke the sort of tenets of fine dining and prefix menus and like chef composed plates and pretend that prefix applies. sauce. Pretend, prefix sauce. Pretend amount. that applies to tater tots. You get in a basket at a sports bar. That's not. That's not a thing that happens. They. They make the tater tots that shape, I'm sure. I am so certain the tater tots are that shape because it was one of the easiest shapes to manufacture for some reason. It required the least custom manufacturing of uh, of components for the for the production line. And maybe at some point, uh, it just became what tater tots were shaped as. People expected it, so that's what they're all shaped as. Uh, Sounds like speculation to me on your part. What if somebody thought, hey, this is the perfect amount. This is the perfect bite size. Like, they could have taken any amount of potato bits and put them into any amount of size. Yeah. They just picked the perfect one. They they picked a bad one, Matt, because you don't get that much choice when you're dipping. You've you've got a very small range with which to control how much dipping you want. And if you want more than a quarter inch of dip, maybe, I mean, you, you would certainly agree with me that some dips you need more of and some you need less of. Or do you think that mm-hmm. you need the same amount of all dips? Are we talking percentage-wise? Because I think you need the same percentage-wise of all dips. Oh. Uh, of oh. course you need, you oh. may need, you may need... Oh. What 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 kind of dip what kind of dip that you would put a, a potato thing in is that different? Like, are you gonna you, put it in a honey you mustard? You put crazy hot sauces ketchup, on your potatoes. A hot sauce. You're gonna tell me yeah. you're gonna have like a bowl full of ghost pepper hot sauce and dip your tater tot exactly as much in that as you are in some aioli or ketchup? There's you can dip less, but like it's not like your 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 complaint is you can't dip more. No, I'm saying you can't control it very well because you have such a little itty bitty range to work with, which is a huge huge problem. No, you can dip. You can dip just the tip of it in, and just have a little bit of your ghost pepper hot sauce, or you can dip half of it in. But your, I feel like your complaint was like you can't dip more of it in. You can't hold the tip and then get the whole thing covered up, being a sauce monster, and then eat the whole thing covered get, in sauce. We're in agreement. You just don't seem to accept that this is a huge advantage of French fries, which is that you get a much greater no. range of control. You're saying you never want to dip more than thirty percent or whatever. It would never happen. It's inconceivable. Well, you to could you. easily dip fifty percent if you wanted to, but yeah, you don't really want more you're, than you're that. You're getting in fingertip range. You're getting in fingertip range if you're dipping fifty percent of a tater tot. Well, maybe you don't know how to hold a tater tot. <laughs> that is not my problem. Do you hold it with with chopsticks? What are you doing? Your fingers. 
I've you got your fingers. You I've got dead, big fingers. You dip it in. Look, Andy, I'm not. This is not a podcast about your finger problems. This is a podcast about dipping tater tots and good sauces. We can agree that if we were in some sort of scientific lab and we were given uh, a very important sauce and we had to transfer it from mm-hmm. one vessel to another very accurately, the tool of choice would not be a tater tot. It would instead be a French fry, right? It's much easier to put a very tiny amount on a French fry or put a lot more on a French fry. You can dip a French fry 90%. You can't do that with a tater tot. So we, Have you ever seen that episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes a great big fat person and he's trying to dial the phone and he realizes his fingers are too fat and, and the, the operator of the line just says, clearly your fingers are too fat to dial the number, mash your mash your palm on the number pad, and we'll connect you with an operator. I have not seen that episode of The Simpsons. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> yeah, that happened to me last night. Okay. Yeah, just, I was, I was trying to type on my keyboard, and I couldn't. My fingers were too fat. Look, and then the operator on the computer was look, like, hey, Andy, you clearly have big, fat fingers. We are clearly mash in, your... Let's, let's just put aside preferences. We're clearly in, in agreement that, logistically, you have a greater control over the dip on a long, skinny French fry than a short, stubby tater tot. Whether or not you believe you should take advantage of that as a diner, we can agree that that I, is at least the case. I will agree that you have uh, more ability to dip between 40 and 80% of a French fry. I think the first 40% is, uh, that is, that is uh, a tie. But how, how is it a tie? So let's, let's say you take a French fry and mm-hmm. you submerge it an eighth of an inch in dip. You've mm-hmm. got some amount of dip, which is a factor of the volume of the French fry that was submerged in the dip. If you mm-hmm. were to take a tater tot and submerge it in the same eighth of an inch, you're going to have way more dip. It's a less fine control because a tater tot's a much bigger thing. It's this big, awkward, you know, like rabbit food shaped like pellet that you're dipping mm-hmm. in. You have much less control over the fine amount of dip you end up getting on the, on the substrate. I will agree that you have uh, much less control over the sauce percentages that do not matter. Yeah, as as long as we from, can agree with from that. From one, from Matt, one to ten percent, we can agree with that. From one to ten percent and forty to a hundred percent, you have much less control over the tater tot, but you do have full control over optimal sauce dipping. I'm glad that you have at least admitted that you have more control with the French fry, and you just happen to you just happen to have your taste calibrated perfectly, and the sauces in your life happen to line up such that you never want to dip a tater tot more or less than it is easy to do. But Would you? What sauces are you dipping less than ten percent and more than fifty percent? Well, I mean, it depends on the sauce and depends on the day. Sometimes. Well, can you name one sauce that uh, falls into either of those categories? I would be happy to dip honey mustard, a good like Dijon honey mustard. I would want to go heavy on the sauce because I love me some honey mustard. Hit me more up than fifty percent. Yeah. Per per item. Absolutely. Per object you put in your face. I love sauce, my guy, for sure. Sign me up. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair a, enough. Have you considered? Have you considered just spicy, not ex- having, not having a potato at all and just a spoon? An extremely spicy hot sauce. I probably want to go very little, at least to test and figure out how things are going to go. I want a little, little dippy dab, a little poop. Sure. Say ten percent. I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Here's the next problem, which is related. And this is another objective thing you can't possibly disagree with. I'm not sure how you disagree with that last one for 15 minutes. It's pretty straightforward. This is dipping adjacent. Imagine you have a plate, and the plate has some sauce on it. This happens often. Your sauce comes in a plate instead of in some little ramekin or something. Oh, wait. I forgot to mention the ramekin problem. 
uh, uh, dipping a tater tot into a ramekin where the sauce is already low down in the ramekin, that's a huge mess. That better be a wide enough ramekin for you to fit your whole big, ugly hand in there because you're going to have to to get down to the bottom because you you have to hold within a half inch of the end of the tater tot because of the small form factor. How do you respond to that? How do you respond to dirty ramekin fingers? I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with ramekins that are like... Uh, maybe half as deep as a tater tot or close to as deep as a tater tot. Are you saying that you're dealing say, with ramekins that are like twice as deep as a tater tot? No, not twice as deep. I would say tater tot depth is a pretty common like little metal dish depth for like a side of ketchup or aioli to come in. And when it's as deep as the tater tot itself, your fingers are going to be under the the top of the rim of the ramekin and it's going to have various sauce all spread around in different little peaks and mounds well i would argue that is just that is a that is a food designed for conservation you should be using that sauce on the edge before you get to the bottom if you're leaving all kinds of sauce on the edge that's not very good for the environment well it's a perfect segue man not very good for the environment (laughs) (laughs) you're a sauce waster Every gallon of mayonnaise takes 38 gallons of water to produce. Yeah, it's like almonds, don't you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you provided a perfect segue, Matt, because here is another (laughs) major logistical problem with tater tots. Uh They are terrible at getting the last bit of a sauce off of a surface or substrate. You got that last bit of, you know, of mayo on the plate. You can take a French fry. You can smush it down until it becomes a little French fry squeegee. Take it across the bottom of that plate. And that thing is... pristine crystal clear you know that french fry gets every last bit of that sauce a tater tot as soon as you begin to apply any pressure it loses first of all the outside of a tater tot is not any way smooth it's all kind of like you know crumbly because it's got the shredded potato texture so you can't just gently place it and then drag it along you're going to get a weird trail based on the shape of the outside of a tater tot and as soon as you apply any pressure that thing crumbles it falls apart completely and now you've got this like you know shredded potato mess on your plate and you can't get the last bit of sauce I'm not sure about all that. I think that you could, if you have a well-prepared tater tot, or at least an averagely prepared tater tot, it's not crumbling the second you press it down. You can press it down enough to get enough pressure and get the sauce on there. Also, I would say the best so- sauce wiper you can get is a terrible steak fry. A terrible steak fry is a great sauce wiper, but that is not that is not the only thing you're looking for in a in a potato preparation. I would say I will the tater tot does enough. Tater tot does enough to wipe of off. Fries. <clears throat> steak fries are dumb. Uh, tater tots are enough to get anything you might need off your plate, uh, but they're not so much their stupid steak fry. You you just made the, the environmental argument about not wasting sauce. You, no, I'm saying you can get every ounce of sauce off with the right amount of pressure on a tater tot. No, you just uh, can't. I'm saying it's You're not crazy. Like, it's not a window it. wiper. It's not a window wiper like a steak fry is. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't get it done. You might have to put a little bit more effort in. But what's wrong with a little bit more effort? That's exercise. Also good for you. What's wrong with a little more effort? Says the guy that's like, I don't want to think about how much to dip my potatoes in my sauce. And or I don't want to have to I'm worry about I don't possibly. Have to... I didn't say I don't want to have to worry about it. I'm saying it's optimal. What's wrong with being optimal? Mm-hmm. It's efficient. It's good for the environment. You have to concede that... You did say they are less worse than, what did you say, terrible steak fries, abominable yes. steak, steak fries? No, steak fries are definitely better at uh, Every doing fry that is thing better. that, that Every Suzanne would yell at me if shape. I do it at a restaurant where I wipe my food on the bottom of the plate and try to get every last bit of sauce. You're right. Every fry shape, except for maybe very thin shoestring fries, 
No, uh, waffle fry is not better. Oh, waffle uh, fry is so fry much better. Is not better. Wait, at getting sauce off the bottom of your plate? Absolutely. No, there's little holes. There's little you, holes where the sauce you, is going to go through. You move the waffle fry at an angle that is 45 degrees to the angle at which it was it's cut. Not a, and there are no holes perfect, in that dimension. No, it's not creating a perfect flat line. All it is. Waffle fries are often curved a bit. Uh, and you're not but you get can, every they're, little bit they're of it. bendable. You can, you can, you know. Hey, so is a tot. A tot is Bare not bendable. A tot. As soon as you apply a pressure, first of all, uh, you, again, with this very tiny little interface, your method by which you're going to apply a pressure, your fingers are going to be already basically in contact with the plate, which is disgusting. Uh, as soon no, as you apply take, a pressure. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain to you. Here's what you do. You pick it up by the back end of it. Right? By, by then the, you take it. Please tell me. Wait, you time take out. it and you press it the down. the back of a tater tot? I need a tater tot in, in anatomical drawing from you. Okay, sure. So you know how it's like a cylinder. Yeah. And there are two ends to that cylinder. One's the back, one's the front? One's the back, one's the front. <laughs> okay, so take great. the back end, and now take that cylinder, place it perpendicular to your plate, and press down. You've now made a flat shape, almost kind of like an eraser on the back of your pencil. Perpendicular. Uh, so like, if I put the flat surface I call of it a the... sauce eraser. Have you I... now have your sauce eraser, and you can erase all that sauce, put it right in your tater tot, and put it in your mouth. That's just going to push the sauce around, and also the bottom of that tater tot is not flat. It's got the crumbly texture, and as soon as you apply any pressure, you're going to lose all structural integrity. And now you've got— You're not. That is, that is hearsay. And now you've basically made mashed you potatoes, not gonna lose which we can both agree are and terrible. And also, you're, you just said two things at once. You said, I'm pushing around the sauce, and also there's little cavities. Hey, look. It's going to go into those little cavities, and it's going to collect, and then you eat it. Mmm, yum. <laughs> you're wrong on this one, too. Uh, normal french fry shapes, all of them except for shoestring fries, are better at sauce collection than tater tots. We're not going to agree. We're not going to agree that curly fries and waffle fries are better than steak fries, or they're not better than tater tots at sauce collection. We can agree that steak fries are better at sauce collection. You think? Oh, unbelievable. I'm okay. Hey, look, so I will concede that steak fries, their only purpose in life is sauce collection on the bottom of I'm going to make you so many good steak fries from now on. I'm going to bury you in great steak fries. I'm okay with that. Uh, okay, so... They're the windshield wipers of the food world. Here, here is, here's the last part of my, of my argument, Matt. Uh-huh. Uh, so you've conceded some of the objective things we talked about. Some of them you're being stubborn on, but I know our very smart, talented, very sexy listeners are, are, are getting it, and, and they're with me. They understand the objective arguments I'm making about the form mm-hmm. factor, the dipability, the scrapability of a, of a tot. Uh, Your fat-fingered friends are with you. And there's some, there's some subjective things that we won't, we won't see eye to eye on, and that's fine. But Matt, my, my final argument is that there's a reason why you don't see tater tots in restaurants, why they're hard to find. And it's because everyone in the world has agreed that tater tots are the least of the fried potato products. And even though they are cheaper, and even though they're more efficient because you get to use all your little shredded fried potato, pe- or shredded potato pieces and reconstitute them and resell this you know, trash food back to your customers... Uh, they almost never appear in restaurants, and importantly, they never, never appear in any kind of restaurant that is somewhat high-end. You'll go to a nice restaurant that has a chef, and they've they've thought about a new way to fry a potato or to, you know, make some sort of fried, 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 French fry kind of thing that's French fry adjacent, or like, like I mentioned, the, the pave, they make a potato pave or something. Ain't nobody out there shredding potatoes, putting them into rabbit pellets, and then selling them back to you, because... Everyone knows, Matt. This is this is settled law. Tater tots, inferior potato dish. To be clear, are you arguing that they are better because they are more popular? No, I'm arguing that their lack of prevalence in many levels of culinary life indicates that they are not that great. 
I think actually just fries have been around for longer, and I also think it's easier to prepare a simple fry. A simple bad dumb fry, easier to prepare than a tater tot, uh, which is, uh, it's fine. I'm willing to concede that it's harder to make tots at home, for example, than it is to make um, a simple fry. But I don't think that uh, I don't think that has to do with how good it is. I think it's just uh, look. We're just going to put a thing next to your burger. We're going to do the easiest thing. No one cares about this except for two dumb guys on the internet. So here's your dumb fry. Have a steak fry, you idiot. Well, I mean, it's a fine line, right? Because we've talked about the show. We've you know this show has grown and changed. We've kind of come, I think, away from our discussions about the more basic fundamentals of what makes something good or bad. Uh, but we've had the discussion and, and litigated a couple of times that like popularity does not inherently make something good and right. by by sort of inverse of that i don't think a lack of popularity inherently makes something bad but i think there is a reason hey here's what i will say i think the fact that put take good or bad out of the equation i think the fact that tater tots appear on so few menus indicates that many people don't like them and don't order them which you know you can come to Do your you think that's true that. Do you think that's true, or do you think they haven't been given the opportunity? Like, for example, I'm walking into a lot of restaurants where I'm looking for tots, and I'm not getting them. Yeah, because— Do you think if they were there, there would be more people like me, or maybe people who aren't as enlightened as me, who could one day become as enlightened as me about tater tots, they need their opportunity to discover the better potato preparation? Yeah. Well, you know what? Listeners, sound off on Twitter. If you're going to join Matt's new cult of actually liking this inferior fried potato product, when French fries are available readily, you're going to order tater tots instead, then uh, tweet at us the hashtag tot-thought. Uh, and if, you, if you're going to stay with me, the sensible person, uh, tweet hashtag not-tot. I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm glad you stole a Doughboy's bit, but I'm down yeah, with that. Yeah, I stole a Doughboy's bit. <laughs> I mean, it's appropriate. We're talking about uh, uh, potato preparations that is often seen in fast food. It seems appropriate. Also, in restaurants. Also, I mean, come on. Tot thought and not tot. Perfect. No, those are pretty good. I, I, I like that. I think, uh, yeah, tweet at us. Uh, we'll get at least one tweet out of this, I hope. And I hope that person agrees with me. Also, I'm reading the uh, Tater Tots Wikipedia page right now, which I should have done a long time ago because it would have maybe mm-hmm. uh, furnished me with some more arguments. Uh, originally, the product was very inexpensive, quote, because, you know, made from all the, like, leftover pieces. Uh, and people did not buy them at first because there was no perceived value. Only when the price was raised did people begin buying it because of, you know, all those weird economic, psychological things. So mm-hmm. people started buying it when they raised the prices on it to make them seem like they were something special, even though the reality is they're trash tots. Sure. There's a lot of food that was considered fe- peasant food, was very cheap. Prices were raised, considered more valuable. And that happens all the time. That's not what happened with, like, lobster. It wasn't like somebody said, I'm going to charge more for my lobster, then people started liking it. It was that rich people started eating it, and then the price went up. There's, there's an important order of operations there. Also, I'm realizing there's another difference about tater tots we haven't mentioned, which I'm not even sure I knew before this was the case. They have flour in them. Did you know that? Mm, do all preparations have flour in them? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say if every single one of them does, but it seems like some kind of binding agent is probably pretty important to get the tot to hold its shape. That would make sense. You'd have to shred them, and yeah, something would hold them together. Sure, okay. Uh, and I, I have never made tater tots, but I have made hash browns and potato pancakes before, and I, I can attest to the fact that you do need some kind of binding agent. So uh, maybe that is part of what I am responding to uh, See, seeing uh, section one of our, our podcast, where we're talking about the potato-ness of a tater tot. Perhaps I'm responding to part of that potato-ness being diluted and uh, replaced with a binding agent instead of pure, strong, powerful potato. 
If only I could offer you some sort of binding agent, something that would bring us together on this issue. You could understand where I'm coming from on tater tots. Mm. Oh, also, uh, I just got to get my last burn. Tater tots are children's food. It's for children. I think I offered up that one of the reasons I like them is the nostalgia because it was a thing I ate as a child. Yeah, you're blinded by the nostalgia to the inferiority of tots. <laughs> um, French fries are also children's food. I'm no, not sure French fries know. are not children's food. Children love French fries. Children love all kinds of things that are not children's food. It's a children's food when it's intentionally, like, you know, watered down or uh, made more, uh, like, made harder, made harder to choke on or something. Like, like children's food is something where it's like, well, you, you'll, you won't like picking around the French fries that are a little bit misshapen and maybe overcooked. So we'll give you tater tots instead because your little brain can't handle complex thinking. Well, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's how I define children's food. I think children's food is just usually something pretty simple that they like. Sure. Like a peanut butter and jelly. It's like that is the essence of peanut butter and jelly, of putting peanut butter with jelly. Children love it. It's definitely children's food. I'm not going to attack you yeah, if you that think one, it's an adult. That one is children's food. Yeah. And here's but the thing. It, it oh, I love peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And like thing. I said, I love tater tots too. But am I going to take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich over like a really good BLT? No. And the same reason, I'm never going to take tater tots over good french fries. They're just way better. I don't think those are the same category, the other thing you said. But, uh, but fair enough. Look, you are uh, you're a grown-up child who can't admit that they're a grown-up child. I get it. It's fine. Team hashtag not tots. Uh, tweet at hashtag fat fingers. Can't figure out how to dip his tots. Uh, mash if you agree with andy mash your palm yeah, on your keyboard yeah. hashtag mash your palm on your compose, keyboard compose new tweet <laughs> smash your hand on your keyboard uh, and then add the hashtag tot thought and send that to me i oh, don't know i guess that hashtag fat figures i can't keep this I, all straight. I feel like we can't really uh ask them to apply a hashtag if their only ability is to mash their fat fingers on the keyboard in well, order to tweet. But we're never going to find those tweets, though, if they don't hashtag them. I want to see no, you mash they, they can go to our profile. Uh, they can So they go to our website because they clicked on this podcast, and then they go to our Twitter page because they clicked on that, and they click tweet, and they, they, they hit the reply button. It'll autofill our name in, and then they mash, and we'll know what they're getting at. Yeah. Do it, everybody. It's going to be fun. Tater Tots, objectively good. Goodbye! Not Tots. <laughs>